Welcome to Tony Steak Podcast. I just love hearing that intro. This is the Tony's Take Podcast. This is our sports episode. This is episode 81. I'm Sean, and I'm the one talking right now. And joined with me, we've got Tony Katz. Yes, we do. And the off-road Andy. I am here, and I'm not off-road right He's now. He's on-road right <laughs> now. A uh, lot, to, lot to talk about. It's a spooky week. I mean, it's a little early, premature, if you will, but I'm feeling the season. Um, yeah, well, what day is it today? Today is the, we're closing out the 24th. So we're so one week out. One week away. And, and the festivities have already begun. Oh, they've, I mean, they've begun. I've had some candy. I don't know about you guys out there. You guys cheating. I've dabbled. Taking a little candy. I've had a couple I, of I, almond joys. I think so. Not enough, uh, uh, candy corners I would have liked. Because yeah, candy I, corn yeah. is one of those ones that I didn't even realize this year how many people actually do not like candy corn. Yeah, I don't understand it. It's I like just, it. In, it's just like honey in a shape. I, I mean, I like it too. And I, I've like I heard a couple people earlier in the month just criticize candy corn and talk about how much they hate it. And I'm just thinking to myself, like, what? I, I love sure. candy corn. And then someone had the audacity to be like, well, it's only here. I don't know. They said something along the lines of like they only like it. Like it's only during Halloween time or something. And it's like you can't find it any other time. I'm like, well, no shit. <laughs> Yeah, well, I just, think you could find I'm it. Sure yeah, you could, they come but... in those smaller pa- uh, packages from that one company. I only like them like I can. I can't do more than ten pieces like per sitting. Oh, you, my teeth hurt when I eat them. Yeah, you just it feel becomes the that, sugar like, getting chalk in there. feeling in your it mouth just... or something. Uh, but we're yeah. we're kind of getting off topic. No, no, this is all about candy corn. <laughs> yeah, I also a... like those uh, pump, the pumpkin candy corns. You know what I'm talking oh, about? Oh, those are heavy duty. Yeah, I can only do like four to six thick. of those at a time. And then they have those like chocolate candy corns, which I don't know. They don't really taste like chocolate, but they taste a little bit different. You know what? I had one of those two days ago, and yeah. it was more of a chocolate taste. Yeah, it's strange. I don't know where those came from. I'm uh, more of a traditional you know, candy yeah, corn. Yeah, I, I am guy. too. I just appreciate the effort. You know. Yeah, you gotta. You gotta I don't know what out. other kind of flavors you could really do. Why did Skittle make one or like Starburst? Why don't they make one? A Starburst, like, like so it's like they pink all, Starburst They flavor. all do the jelly bean kind of shit, you know? Yeah, I could see just a, what do you call that, a, uh, like a, just a lump candy? Just a, I don't know. It's just a shape uh, somehow, I don't know. Uh, I don't even, I, I I wouldn't know what to call it. That's for them to figure out. I'm just throwing out the ideas. Um, speaking of throwing, should we talk about some sports? Oh, yes. sports, yeah. Andy, I'll let you lead us off since, uh. You're more into this World Series series than I am because of a certain reason. Yeah, so I think uh, last time we uh, we all we all talked here, uh, the Dodgers were up three two in their NLCS series against the Brewers, and uh, they ended up winning the series in seven. Had a really rough uh, game six, but uh, a nice game seven looked like they maybe uh, turned it around, got got over some of their uh, their issues. Uh, they won a game that Josh Hader pitched, even though Hader did not give up a run. Um, and so they uh, found themselves in the World Series yet again, this time against the Boston Red Sox, who uh, surprisingly closed out the Astros in five. Um, yeah, that was that actually. So obviously, all season Boston Red Sox have been the team. They won 110 games. I mean, they were how many of the games did the Dodgers win? 91, 92. I think 93. 93. So they were the crazy thing about that is the only reason I bring that up is because that just shows you. I mean, you got the two World Series teams and the Red Sox finished 17 games with 17 more wins than the Dodgers. So it just shows you like how dominant this team really is. And but even though that the whole time, for whatever reason, I just still did not buy it with Boston, even though they went 100, won 110 games. I was still like, I think the Astros are still better. Like 
Still think maybe Dodgers can give them trouble. But when they what they did to Houston, when they won it in five games, and not only won it in five games, but swept Houston in Houston, that's when I was kind of like, oh, shit, this this just might be their year. Yeah, I'm still not convinced they're better than Houston. I just look at oh, Houston's Oh, I'm not either. I think team. Houston just didn't show up. I mean, Boston, it's a good Boston team. It really is. But Houston's lineup from top to bottom still scares me more. Than, yeah, and uh, then the starting the starters are just better. Uh, and their starters are significantly better. I think Houston's got two starters better than uh, than Chris Sale. I think Cole and... I'm, I'm not sure. Maybe this version of Chris Sale that we've seen, but... Yeah, uh, of recent. I mean, he yeah. was sick. And he actually... He's already a really skinny guy, but for whatever reason, when he was on the mound last night, he looked even more skinny and frail than usual. And I know he had yeah. a bad stomach problem. He was in the hospital. So I imagine he was, you know, throwing up a lot and whatnot. So I'm sure he had did lose weight, and there wasn't much weight for that guy to lose. So yeah. he just didn't look as dominant. And he wasn't. But. Yeah, which is one of the reasons I was uh, somewhat optimistic about the Dodgers. But uh, with the Red Sox, it just you see those teams that just are super comfortable, super confident uh, in the playoffs. You know, just guys you don't expect getting big hits. Um, and that's that's carried over through the first two games. A lot of getting on a lot, a lot of guys with uh, hits, finding holes, having big two out hits. Uh, they just seem like the team with uh, you know everything's on their side. I don't know what you want to call it. Um, some people in the post game said you know, God is on our side, but I like to think if there is a God there, He's not uh, affecting a baseball game, uh, especially against me. That would not be very <laughs> oh, nice. Don't go against Andy. Uh, yeah, yeah. But the, the the Dodgers have looked. I think they've looked better than they had against Milwaukee. A little more like confident at the plate, um, but they just had some uh, either bad luck or bad managerial decisions. Yeah, I mean, guys we and, were talking about this a little before the show. I've never been that high on Dave Roberts and now I you know you were starting to who's actually a fan of the Dodgers were starting to like say how you don't like some of the decisions he's made but I've just ever since last season this is his second or third year with the Dodgers this is third so ever since like this first year I think when he like pulled a couple of those pitchers out that had no hitters going like I think the one that bugged me the most was it Ross Stripling yeah that had a no hitter and like that was he, still the right decision it was it though I mean I still think you let the guy yeah. go until he gives up a well, hit I guess Why the, not? the whole the whole issue is like you don't want to like he was coming off Tommy John surgery. He hasn't thrown that many pitches ever in his career. So I, and that, he didn't want to get him hurt. In that part, though, and I mean, maybe they did have this discussion. I think you go out there and you talk to him and you say, "Hey, it's your your injury. You're coming. You're the one coming off the injury. You've got a no hitter going. What do you want to do?" But anyway, to me as a fan, I mean, we like seeing no hitters. But I remember, if I remember correctly, they pulled him in that inning. Like a couple batters later, the Giants ended up taking like a two one lead or something. Yeah, I think they hit a. I think they hit two, a walk off home run. Yeah, they hit in the ninth a, inning. I think they. But, hit. Uh, What's ironic is that uh, Ross Stripling, who made the All-Star team this year for the Dodgers, uh, hasn't pitched in the postseason due to fatigue. That he just well, there you go then. He doesn't have he doesn't have it to uh, be able to pitch a full season. So I, and they've actually done a good job of like he was he was so important to the team in the middle of the season when they had a lot of pitchers out, but now it doesn't seem like they miss him all that much. You know, aside from the fact that their starters aren't really uh, doing the job so far, but. Yeah, I think that's uh, less to do with their talent, more to do with the Red Sox lineup. Yeah, well, currently the Red Sox are up 1-0 in the series. Last we looked, it was 4-2 in the bottom of the eighth. So they're on their way to go up 2-0, and then we go to L.A. for three games, I believe. So we'll see. Dodgers obviously need to, if they go down 2-0, they definitely need to win game three to have any chance. And then, you know, after that, I mean, I guess you never know. They'll be home, so. Yeah, I think it's going to be really tough happen. to win four out of five there. Oh, I agree. I mean, especially uh, against this. I could say team. it's over, but it could be over by next week. But that's the thing, though, is you get. I mean, it will be over by next week, but it could be over 
before the next week. So last year there was a uh, just really quick, just a little random side note. Last year there was a game scheduled on Halloween. Is there another game scheduled on Halloween? Game seven would be Halloween. Wow, it would, huh? Yeah. I don't but know if we're gonna get that looking, far, but it's not gonna. It's not gonna but happen. if we did, that's kind of exciting, I guess, for those fans. Yeah. We go to the ballpark dressed yeah. up. And it's nice how the way it works. I'm sure they schedule it this way. You get Friday, Saturday, and Sunday games in LA. Yeah. But it's gonna be a little, uh, a little more depressing being down 2-0 than it would if it was a 1-1. Yeah. So. Well, along with the World Series starting, we had uh, the start of the NBA season. We did. Last Wednesday. Uh, or no, last Tuesday, actually, huh? Yeah, the yeah. first game we did. Yeah, the first opening night, we actually had our podcast that night. And we went over the. Yeah, Philly, Philly Boston, and some other game. <laughs> yeah, so uh, anyway, we have. Uh, so far, it's been a week in the season, and I think we'll just really quickly we can recap what we've seen. Uh, so far, what we haven't seen is LeBron James get a win with the Lakers, but they are currently up 80-63 to 63 last I checked on Phoenix. Tonight. So I think tonight will be the night that they get that first Congratulations, win. Congratulations, Luke Walton. Yep, there we go. First win for LeBron tonight. James. Yeah. Uh, I think there's a handful of undefeated teams still. The Golden State, oh, I mean, not the Warriors, the Denver Nuggets, Nuggets are undefeated. Two, two Nuggets and... The Detroit Pistons are undefeated. Oh, they are. And the New Orleans Pelicans are undefeated. I know the Pelicans undefeated. and Nuggets, because the two losses the Clippers had this season are two, two undefeated teams. Well, at least it's, you know, that's got to make so, you feel a little good. Yeah. They're losing to tough teams, because Clippers are one of, like, four NBA teams that actually play defense now. But uh, that was the other thing I was looking at, too, is... <laughs> I know it's early, so you can't really look at it too much, but just a little side thing, the teams are scoring a shit ton more points than ever before and giving up more points. Through, like, going into, like, game three, I think the Pelicans were averaging, like, 141 points through two games, which is ridiculous. Yeah. Golden State put up 46 in the first quarter against Washington tonight. Curry had, I think it was, uh, they said 16 points in two and a half minutes. That's interesting. Well, you know, he's if anyone can do it, it's him. I had a little side note. I had 12 points in a minute and a half in a, or two and a half minutes in a teacher-student basketball game. Hot dog. Four oh. threes in oh, like four tr- straight possessions. It was, Down a. it was nice. They still talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, though, after that game, just really quickly, I had a lot of teachers coming up to me and be like, why'd you never play basketball? And it's like, oh, come on. we were not a basketball school. I ran four years of cross country. Yeah. We were a solid cross country track school, so I stuck with that. By the way, Toronto is 5-0. and Did we say that? Okay, no, we didn't. So we missed Toronto. So I believe that's four teams that are undefeated. Yeah, I didn't look at Milwaukee. the entire Eastern Conference. Oh, Milwaukee also, huh? 3-0. Okay. Well, <laughs> more than we thought are undefeated. I had blinders when it came to the Eastern Conference. I mean, it's yeah, no it's still Eastern Conference. Everyone knows that. Yeah, <laughs> I think I think the Eastern Conference this year is going to definitely be Toronto versus uh, Boston in the finals in the East. Yeah. Well, we'll I just, see. I'm just not sold on Philly. You're I not do sold think on Mil- Blake Griffin. Blake Griffin's back. He's I, healthy. Yeah, he's dropped 50 he's last a... night, but I'm still not sold on him. Yeah. And I know you aren't either. Uh, that, well, maybe. I, I wish him success. Okay, that's and all that he does. That's good. Yeah. And then uh, let's see. But anyway, a little about talk. I knew I had a reason why I talked about those high scores. So I think the thing is with those games that are so high scoring is Vegas has to adjust to the fact that defense just absolutely doesn't get played anymore. Yeah. And there was two games today I saw. That had over unders in the two thirties. There was uh, the Dallas Mavericks and uh, Atlanta Hawks game was over under two thirty five, and it went under. The final score was one eleven one hundred four, but Dallas did score fifty points in like the first sixteen minutes of that game. So I mean, they were looking to do it, but they fell apart big time and ended up actually losing the game. And then another one we have going on right now currently is the Lakers and Suns was over under 238. 
I remember a few years ago when I was betting on some games, seeing over-unders in the 230s, and that was like usually like Golden State Warrior games or like some of those high-scoring Suns games or Rockets or whatever, and you'd be yeah. like, oh, dang. But honestly, you're going to see a lot more over-unders in the 230s because teams are going to be giving up 110, 115 points a game, and teams are going to be scoring Yeah, I think it was um, 115 a game. Popovich uh, talked about it and just said it's just it's impossible now when like all five guys on the floor can shoot. Yeah, and on top of that, play defense. On top of that, uh, everybody's going at a fast pace. I I don't. I think the Grizzlies still kind of try to like slow down, but every game I've watched so far, these guys get the ball and they're up the court immediately. And I think that's just what this younger generation of guys is doing. I think it's just going to keep getting faster and faster. I think that's just what. Yeah, it's it's and it's at. an exciting uh, you know thing to watch. So I'm not gonna it complain. Is. No, I mean, yeah, people would rather. No, no see, one wanted to see those Jason Kidd. Yeah, people would rather see a final score be like the Laker game the other night that was like 144 to 145 as opposed to 86 to yeah. 75 in a boring defensive game. People want points. People want home runs. People want goals. Yes, people they do. want touchdowns. We want. We like those. We'll get into that, but we like those Pat Mahomes games, those Jared Goff yeah. games. Although that's that's the other part of it, and it's more so in football because it's a more popular fantasy sport. But it's hard to uh, adjust your like fantasy expectations, where it's like you have that game where it's like my QB threw four touchdowns and threw for three hundred fifty yards. I got this in the bag, and then you still end up like getting blown out in your fantasy league because offensive numbers are just way up. It's like some yeah. of these performances are just not as good anymore. So. Sure, it's the same thing in basketball. You're like, oh, look, my guy had 40. It doesn't matter. Like Blake Griffin had 50. True, he yeah. did. But I mean, there was, I guess, uh, we could say. I think there was one more thing to talk about in the in NBA. The, in the NBA, yeah, I think the biggest story. Yep. We're, so far we're was this past Saturday when uh, Rondo or the I shouldn't just the Lakers and Rockets got into a, a fist fight. Literally a fist fight. Rondo is not even the lead story of this. No, I know. So. For those of you that haven't seen it, which I'm sure most of you had, but we'll just break it down so you can hear our take on it. James Harden goes up for a layup, wants the continuation, but the one thing I do like about the NBA is they have gotten more strict with the continuation because two years ago, that was a continuation foul. This year, it's not. He's calling for it. Ingram's obviously frustrated because it was a foul, and then we've all been playing basketball before. We've gotten upset when someone's bitching for a foul call. You get mad, so you just he takes it out. On the guy close to him. Let, let you know, I have never okay, shoved an opponent true. on the uh, basketball court. There is no one in this room that has yeah, gotten no. pushed in the back by me ever. So anyway, yeah, Andy definitely can not slide definitely, their face along a wall. I think we can all relate to this. When you're out there playing, we've all gotten upset. I mean, I've, there's been times where I've had friends covering me that have literally said, "Get like do something like that again, I'm going to punch you in the face. So, I mean, like it just it's just what happens. Testosterone gets going when you're out there. It's what happens. Ingram was a little mad. He shoved hard in. Could he have gone without shoving Harden? Yes. Would any of this have happened if he didn't shove him? Probably not. But regardless, he did. So everybody gets in the scuffle. And then obviously, as we all know now, Chris Paul and Rondo have some history together. Chris Paul claims that Rondo spit on him. And when you do look at a close-up, you do see saliva come out of Rondo's mouth. How much came out? I don't know, but a little bit. I, I love that this was basically like the Kennedy assassination. Got to rewind the, <laughs> the tapes. second spitter. Yeah, and, and like Seinfeld, Seinfeld did the same thing. Yeah, I never, the... I never looked for it, but yeah, it's exactly that. The Seinfeld episode. No, I remember Sunday morning. Like you're they saying, had... there was a second spitter. You know what's actually funny is they did do a little joke thing on like Bleacher Reporter Barstool with that, 
Oh, actually, try, I'll well, find it for you. Well, yeah, when it, good stuff. Before before Sunday, there's just so much speculation. There are people saying like, "No, I think Carmelo came behind and accidentally spit, and that's what Chris Paul thought." And there's all these like conspiracies just about this. And then like the footage came out early Sunday morning, where it's like we got slowed down tape, high definition close up, <laughs> and you're like able to see like some liquid yeah. come out of Rondo. Like very. So we, we don't know if that bit. was actually intentional, if that's just an angry guy. I think it was. I think it was kind of like they were jawing yeah. a little bit, and he just go like. Pfft. And it came out. Yeah. I mean, but then again, Rondo, knowing that they don't like each other, he could have. But regardless, saliva came out of Rondo's mouth. Chris Paul claims he spit on him. So then Chris Paul goes and just tries to gouge out his eyes, yeah, which I think... It, it was one of the weirdest moves by Chris Paul, anybody, where he's like lecturing him. He had his finger in yeah. his face, and then he just started getting contact. Like, I don't know what it, you're doing. It looked like he was poking him in the eye, but they're just like, oh, he's poking his face. I don't no. think there's one person on this planet. It, it's The funny thing is... Getting your eye poked or having somebody go after your eyes is like automatically like a trigger point and like a pissed yeah. off point because nobody like why are you even doing that to begin with? I had a buddy of mine years ago, still friends with him. I don't know why I said that, but years ago, <laughs> he was the nicest guy, nicest guy. But we'd always joke because whenever he'd get hit in the eye, he'd he'd come after you sometimes. So we'd always joke around like, oh, he's a nice guy until you hit him in his eye. But still, nobody likes to get gouged in the eye. Should have bought him some Horace Grant goggles. <laughs> yeah. So Rondo <laughs> took exception and didn't even hesitate. To throw a left hook and connect with Chris Paul, which I mean, when you see the slowdown video, it completely shocks Chris Paul. Chris Paul had no yeah. idea that was coming. Then obviously it comes Ingram comes out of, out of left field out of court. <laughs> this is a six foot nine guy coming in full speed with his previously restrained. He had already been yeah, like pulled out yeah. of the with entire... his ten foot arms coming as and just come fucking throwing at whoever's close. He's like, yeah, he was he, lucky he didn't hit a teammate. He did get oh, Chris yeah. Paul, but both he, he guys just were went being... after whoever. Honestly, though, I look at that and I'm happy for all those guys that PJ Tucker didn't decide to throw a blow. No, I loved, I loved to look that PJ Tucker just like PJ turned around. PJ Tucker is it. a mean looking you motherfucker. Do not want this. Get and PJ Tucker would have dropped somebody if he had to. But uh, anyway, Andy, I know you've uh, Chris Paul used to play for your former team. I'm sure you hate Rondo because I feel like you hate 98 percent of the players in the NBA. So. Yeah, I'd like to hear what yeah. you actually thought of the whole thing and who you're more pissed at and who you're okay with and just all of it. So I don't know how I feel about Rondo. I didn't really hate him. I hated the way he left Boston and was like shitty for the Mavericks. And yeah. then it's kind of like Ben, this guy, it's like, oh, he'll try in the playoffs. Like, yeah, I don't like exactly. that shit. But now he's a Laker and I hate that. So <laughs> I hate I hate that a famous Celtic would ever even play for the Lakers. I just don't like that. I mean, we've seen it go both ways. But, like, Paul Pierce said, like, no fucking way would I ever play for the Lakers. Like, I would retire if someone traded me. But Rondo just doesn't have that kind of loyalty. Um, so, but I think he's kind of a, kind of an ass. He's not been, I don't think he's been a good teammate. He's, like, always in a beef with his old Celtics teammates and stuff like that. Um, yeah, I think, yeah, no, I agree. He wanted the heat off him because if he really, truly did intentionally spit, that's like, don't fucking do that. That's mm. it's worse than throwing a punch. Yeah, six years just, old. Just well, I agree. Um, so he tried to get the heat off him and just say like, well, you know, Chris Paul is not a good guy either, which is just completely false. Chris Paul has his problems on the court, but Chris Paul as a person is like, by all counts, like a great guy. There's yeah. a reason he's the league president. Yeah, no, I agree. He, I mean, I think with some people, they might just say bad teammate is because like, cause even Glenn, I mean, not uh, yeah. Glenn Robinson. No, not Glenn Robinson. Garrett. What's his fucking name? Glenn Davis. Glenn Davis. Yeah. Wow. Glenn Robinson, though, great player. Mad <laughs> dog, dog, I think, big right? Dog. Whatever, like, big dog, whatever they call him. Glenn Robinson the third still out there, I think. Yeah, yeah, somewhere out there, huh? Yeah, I think he's on the Pacers or somewhere. Something. Yeah. But um anyway, Glenn Davis, big baby, 
he uh, came out after Rondo said that and defended Rondo and said he played with Rondo and Chris Paul and also said Chris Paul isn't a good teammate. Obviously, I think those were in the Clipper days, right? Yeah. So let's just say, yeah, no, Big Baby, yeah, yes, he got arrested for selling drugs and then also no, yeah, for I was gonna beating say, the he, shit out of a guy. He just in the wanted streets. to get back into like he's not a good he witness. Just, he wanted to get back into like relevancy. He's also like, yeah. talked shit on the Clippers since he left because the Clippers didn't resign him after a short. Yeah, so stint. I think he just hated the Clippers so, in general and just wanted yeah. to say. But regardless, he's not a good source. But anyway, my point is, it was just another te- former teammate coming out and saying. Or whatever, someone's saying he's a bad teammate, and then uh, I don't I don't know that Chris Paul would be a good guy to play. No, with. and that's the thing is a lot of people thought Kobe was a bad teammate too because I, I mean, think I'm Kobe, sure he I think was, Kobe was, but it's just like those are those are those guys are still great. Kobe players. has a history of selling people out. Like, or I mean, he obviously fought with Shaq, but he also had that video where he was like pissed for the Lakers for not trading Bynum, and then Bynum actually ended up helping the team, and it was probably yeah. a good move. Um, but yeah, with Chris Paul, I think they've seen him like yell at, at his teammates. Like, Tom Brady does that shit. I think if Chris Paul has three rings, nobody says shit about the way Chris Paul acts on the court. It's just he doesn't, so they like to criticize him. Yeah. Um, I think I think the other thing is how many guys haven't said shit. Like, I think if you ever actually, like, polled all his former teammates, like, a lot. Like, the good players, they'd say, like, no, we understand Chris Paul is just passionate. Like, J.J. Redick said he would, of course, he'd play with him again. And DeAndre, who yeah, even I mean, was the, uh, like, the subject of... Chris Paul's his most famous freakout was saying like, "No, I have no hard feelings towards him." Like, if you remember that, yeah, that the thing where he didn't, the Clippers, no. where DeAndre got an offensive rebound with a second left in the game when the shot clock went off, and he just was like, "Oh, we lost the game," not paying attention that that was the shot clock and not the game clock. He could have had an easy putback dunk oh, for the win, and Chris Paul just just got him and just was yelling at him, and it's it's kind of famous. It's like, look at this asshole yelling at his teammate, but like, hey, they lost the game. Yeah, no, they're passionate. I understand people. that. But uh, so Chris Paul needs needs to not get himself into these kind of situations, though. He yeah. didn't. That did not need to happen. Well, I mean, because yeah, he, he was in he was in Rondo's face before the spit happened. No, oh, yeah, exactly, and that's that goes back to them not liking each other, and who knows what was being said leading up to that. But anyway, I mean, it has been an exciting first week of the NBA. I mean, it's going to be pretty soon. That's going to be all we have, and hockey once uh, come springtime. But yeah. uh, anyway, though, that other beautiful sport that we do have going on. Getting into the exciting time, especially in college, is football. Now, with call, I mean, do you want to talk college briefly or just just pro? You just want to mention that Notre Dame is still undefeated. And looks so like they we, will be. we will mention Notre Dame still undefeated. And the big thing we will also mention is that the Ohio State Buckeyes yeah. just destroyed fourteen point favorites going to Purdue. Did just look like they didn't belong. Got annihilated by them. I think the, it was like that forty Purdue receiver. I remember watching the first game of the year. I believe Purdue was the first game of college football this year, or maybe it was the second. Yeah, it was week, one of them. It was one of those was first Thursday, games. Yeah, it was that Thursday yeah. night, and they're talking about, oh, it's the best recruit they've had in years. And it's like, okay, but he's still like the hundred best best recruit. He's like this five ten receiver. That guy is great. He's so right, great. right now the current standings, we got Bama number one, and that will never that won't change ever. <laughs> yeah, it'd be surprised if they if they don't win by two touchdowns. Yeah. Clemson number two, who's also undefeated. Notre Dame number three, seven and zero, and then LSU number four, seven and one. So that'd be your current playoffs right now. But obviously, a lot's going to happen. A lot's going to change. And then yeah, the other LSU notab- will choke against them. The other notable teams, and this is the one team I think is coming in hot. Michigan seven and one. Michigan looks good. I believe yeah. they play Ohio State. I want to say it's Black Friday. And okay, if they Seems that late, but that that's be... going to be the game. Yeah, because that's going to be the only way Ohio State even is able to bounce back up in here. Because Ohio State dropped all the way to 11, 
And then the other notable funny thing is you got UCF again undefeated, and they're sitting at 10. Be... They just don't move up. They've been frozen at 10 for, I think, like two or three weeks now. But you've got Texas at five, at six, at six, a six and one, then Georgia six and one. A lot of people I've been listening to, not high on Georgia at all. They say Georgia has not yeah, played got, tough teams. The one tough team they bad, played, they got beat know. really bad. So we'll see. And then Oklahoma six and one, Florida six and one, ending the eight nine, and then UCF ten. Ohio State dropped to eleven at seven and one. So we'll see. I mean, Ohio State will probably be able to make their way back into like the top seven, but. I don't know. It'll be tough. It's hard because you you want to lose. That Purdue game was bad. You want to lose earlier, as you can see. I think Ohio State, of the one-loss teams, they should be higher up. I think Ohio State's better than Texas. Um, and they're better than, probably better than LSU. They're probably the best one-loss team. They just had a bad game. Um, we'll see. I think this is, they lost early enough that they can still make up the ground. It's better to lose this last week than it is to lose, like, middle of November. But it's still... They still lost their <laughs> Yeah, no, it's That if bad. any of those other teams ahead of them win out, that it's going to be hard for them. I think Notre Dame's going to win out. I think their toughest game left is, is against USC, who's not that Honestly, it wasn't even just the fact that they lost. It was the fact that they just annihilated. Like, yeah. I mean, they looked like they didn't you belong. Wouldn't... And also, the one thing that's been, and I've been following a lot of uh, other college football sports betting pods and podcasts and stuff, and the one thing they talk about in Ohio State, and I agree because I've seen it too, they give up points. I mean, they talked about how when they played, uh, Whoever they play, Oregon State, I think week one, they gave up like 31 points to Oregon State. Yeah. I mean, it's like you can't you can't be doing that. You have to win those games, literally give up like less than 20 points for sure, but I would say even like less than 17 points. But uh, yeah, anyway, mean, I think they're, they're in trouble. But they're a team without a Bosa, and I know what that feels yeah, like. Yeah, and he even already – he obviously – yeah, he already left too. He decided – and I don't know if – I mean, I'm not going to say that had anything to do with it, but, I mean, you never know if one of your leaders – decides to say I'm leaving the team that could have yeah, I, I kind of affected them mentally a little bit. I don't know what that meant by him leaving. It just did meant he, he wasn't going to play again this year and I, he was going he, to the Did draft. he actually leave school, stop attending classes? I I don't know. I think so. I think they said I don't know about just attending really the classes withdraw part, from the but team cuz that's he definitely withdrew from the team to like focus on being I, I don't like that. I, I like I'm I'm fine with the guys not playing in the bowl games, stuff like that. And I'm fine with him saying I'm I don't think I'm going to be healthy enough to play. I want to save my draft spot. But he should still Hang around the team, you know, do that stuff, I think. But, yeah, I agree. Yeah. Because that could be a little deflating, just to one of your stars being like, I just don't even care enough to <laughs> even be around the team. I'm going home. I'm going to rest up before. Uh, so, yeah, but it's looking more and more like Alabama. Alabama can even afford to screw up, I oh, think, at this point. Absolutely. Alabama could easily. So the, they, Alabama's 100% going to be in the four. But uh, it'll be interesting to see if Notre Dame – just uh, can keep it up because honestly, I think they have to win out. So here was like the debate with Notre Dame is I've been the st- some of the stuff I was listening to was talking about if Notre Dame didn't win out, could they still make it? But someone brought up a good point and said with their remaining schedule, I don't think they can afford to lose to one of those teams and still make it because they basically said the one team on the radar that looks like the best potential chance to beat them is at USC. Yeah. And a team like USC could easily upset them at home because it's, they're a solid program. And they were saying, like, if they lose to a the way this USC team has been this year, it's going to be enough to drop them. And I'll, I feel like a team like Notre Dame, especially when you don't play in those top premier divisions, they you can only you only get one chance. If you lose it, you're you got to win out they, to get there. I think they have a a weird schedule where they they play like four Big Ten teams and four ACC teams, and then all the military schools. It's like so sometimes it can be a good schedule, just sometimes not. I think. Um. Michigan State, I don't know if they're 
people thought they'd be better, so that doesn't help them out. Their strength strength of schedule there. And yeah, and USC obviously not being, you know, a ranked program hurts that. So yeah, so it'll definitely it'll be a good finish though. Those November games are going to be exciting. So anyway, now moving on to from the college to the big the big time stuff, the pros. So uh, there's a team that's been a little bit in the media lately because they've uh, they're just erupting in the as a team. The Oakland Raiders. Gruden comes into town. People are high on it, thinking like, oh, Raiders are gonna be good this year, blah, blah, blah. But the moment Khalil Mack was traded away, it just was it never got yeah. to start. It just it went it started off down and it's just gone more and more down. And I've uh I got some friends that are Raider fans, so they follow they were uh, showing me some stuff about some like little insider stuff that they follow that some people were saying like from unnamed sources how these guys don't really trust the coaching staff right now, because I guess when they were on their buy and they came back, they were saying like, no one's getting traded. No one's getting traded. And then next thing you know, Amari Cooper traded. And yeah. I mean, it's, I mean, I'm not a Raider fan, so I don't really care too much about them winning or losing. But if I was a Raider fan, it's like, you could just you gotta be patient now because John Gruden, I mean, he's looking at the future. He's, I've been saying this the whole time. He doesn't care about Oakland anymore. He's focused on Vegas. He wants to bring a team to Vegas. And you look right now, they have like what, three or four first round picks. Yeah, they'll have three next year. And they were looking at it, though. If it, if the season were to end today, they'd have the four and the eighth pick. So, I mean, they're going to have – yeah, they said – Is Dallas that yeah. low? Yeah, I guess so. All right. That's what they Here's, said, at least. Because, what well, Dallas has won, what, three games? I thought Dallas Dallas is three and four, and the Bears are three and three. So, they should have – Well, I don't know. I thought I – Should be two – Middle of the road picks. Yeah, so they'll. But yeah, eight eight could be the right. But here's the thing with here's the thing with Dallas and I mean, first off, if Oakland continues to lose, which I don't see how they're going to win because of, especially all the problems they're having, they could easily have a top. They can end up with a top three pick, honestly. Yeah. Definitely top five, I think, but could be top three. Dallas and Chicago are both teams that I could see losing three games in a row or something. I mean, I'm still not high on the Bears, even though they've been looking pretty good. Dallas Cowboys, even with Amari Cooper, are going to be lost. Amari Cooper has like set records for dropped passes, pretty much. I mean, he's not a great receiver. I think they gave away too much personally to go get him. Yeah, that's that's really the story of this. I think everyone like made fun of Gruden, but now it's like, hey, actually, this is the right move because with Cooper they weren't going anywhere. So why not just really rebuild? And they still have another couple guys. I think they they're looking to move. So now they're Gruden's got a plan. It's just you don't. You've never seen this in the NFL. We've seen it. The Houston Astros did it in like 2011. If you remember how horrible that team was, and I think they set the record for lowest payroll ever. Yeah. Or like relatively to like whatever the normal spending, and then the Sixers obviously tore their entire team down. And I don't think we've seen it in the NFL like this. Like you just don't see a lot of big trades to begin with, like a trade like Khalil Mack, and then to go and trade another guy and get another first round pick. It's but I think uh, it's bold, and I think it's. I think the Raiders have enough faith, like, hey, we're gonna let you do your thing, and it's just any of the guys that are there now have to know, like, I don't think I'm in the long term plans. So yeah, and I think that's hard for players to understand because it's like, right now it's basically like they're going to work, not knowing am I being traded next. I mean, for this long term plan that I'm probably not gonna be a part of, and then also when you're out there, especially on a team, it's like you don't want to go there to lose. You don't want to lose. Yeah. You want to win. People want they don't so they don't like the thought of thinking long term. But for Gruden, he's kind of like if he looks at his team and says like this isn't a Super Bowl winning team, I'm here ten years. I don't care about these guys right now. I care about my future. Then it's like that's what Gruden's looking at right now. And I mean Raider fans are probably upset right now, but 
I think you just got to trust it and see how it goes. And if you're still shitty in three years, then he's probably going to be gone anyway. Sure. It's, it's super shitty to anyone in Oakland that was still oh yeah you know, saying like I'm going to still be a fan. There there'll be you know just one state over or something like that. Now this just looks like hey fuck you Oakland. And I, I know there's some stories about the city of Oakland might uh, kick him out for the next season that the Raiders oh, really? are moving. If until... they're going to like basically just have a bad team or whatever. Well, just that yeah I don't know what they. Because the city of Oakland or the county owns the stadium there. So the Raiders have to pay rent to them. And they might just say, we're not going to rent it to you. And there's stories like, oh, they might play at UNLV. Or they could even play at uh, Qualcomm in San Diego. But I think that's what they should do. Just say, like, just get out of here. Like, we're done with you. Yeah. It's over. Sorry, but we don't want to have this extra year of when they're probably going to go 2-14 and or something. Yeah, yeah. It'll be interesting. And then uh, got another team with some problems, the New York Giants. They're, uh, they traded away a couple solid defenders, Eli Apple and Snacks Harrison, they call yeah. them. Yeah, it's good, good run stopper. And they even said, they're like, what like what the hell's going on? I mean, Eli, I mean, Eli Manning still under duress there. I mean, they don't really. He had what looked like a good game. He did. He had like 380 or something. I actually picked him up this week in yeah. my fantasy to – because uh, I had Rodgers on a bye, and I was like, oh, the matchup's not bad against the Falcons. They're in a dome that night. Fuck it, I'll try it. And it worked out for me because he got me a decent amount of points, and I lost my matchup, but we do a survivor thing where whoever has the lowest score of the week gets eliminated, and you survive by uh, – and only the people that are left obviously qualify, and that's still like in our league like an extra 100 bucks. So I was I should have been eliminated from that, but because of having Eli Manning and Sterling Shepard and them both having a solid night – I actually did survive by like ten points. Yeah, it's good. So Eli Man actually strategy. came through for me. Like but, picking uh, whoever's going against the Falcons is a good strategy. Oh yeah, the Falcons are have been a terrible defense, and it's yeah. crazy to think some people thought that team was going to be like. Well, they lost two of their better yeah, defenders I know. right I know, away. I know they're hurt, but but yeah. uh, anyway, but that that I'll tell you what though, they got a solid little three headed monster out there in receiving. That offense is going to oh, have yeah. to be their defense. But yeah, the Giants are one of those teams. Just like it's. This is probably good for them. Like I said, they traded those two guys. They'll get some extra picks. But they probably were not a contender this year anyways. But I think we thought they'd be well, like 7-9. and nine. Well, here's the thing with me is like I don't think they were a contender to go far. But that division's garbage. Yeah, that's year. They could So, have I mean, competed. they honestly, if they were just playing decent football right now, they could actually be a contender for the division. Because I think that's why... But is that what you really want if you're a Giants fan? No, but I mean, still, you want to get in there, right? You want at least have yeah. hope. I'm sure Giants fans would rather have their team win the division with eight wins than... Not make it at all. Yeah, but now they can get the top QB prospect, which is actually looking pretty bad right now. Um, that uh, Oregon's Justin Herbert said he's gonna, he's not going to leave school this year, and he's the top uh, QB prospect. Oh, really? So it's it looks it's looking like a bad year for QBs. While last year was like a great year, so the Giants kind of maybe maybe they screwed up as good as Barkley's been. But I, I think with the Giants, if they they have just one of these, they're not as bad as their record. Like, they have way more talent. So they have one of these years where just everything went wrong and you get a top three prospect, you can really turn it around right away. So they still have a, a good young talent. Yeah, so well, we'll see for them. That, that's, I guess that's the optimistic view. And then uh, there is one other team, too, they say, that uh, having a little bit of trouble, Jacksonville Jaguars. Yeah. And I we I think we both kind of predicted this. I think we both said the Jaguars yeah, weren't going to be as good this back. year. But not, and not this. No, this was they were saying was pretty bad because if you look at their last three games, they lost to the Chiefs, the Cowboys, and the Texans. 
The Chiefs, okay, was at home though. I don't know, was it? Or was it in Kansas City? I think, it was, in, I think it was in Kansas City. City. So we can't be upset about that one. But that was early when the Chiefs still weren't getting respect because I think they were only favored by like three points in that game or four points. So Chiefs did to them what they've done to everyone so far pretty much, and that's beat the shit out of them. Then this was the one where I think things really started turning around. They go to Dallas, a team that low in the league in like pretty much every offensive category, puts up 40 on Jacksonville, beats them 40-7, to seven, I think. Yeah. Absolutely embarrasses them. So then they go out the following week. You're back home. You're playing a division rival that's, you know, up there with you in the first place range. And they were, I believe the Jaguars at home were, I want to say they were like seven-point favorites or eight-point favorites. Ended up losing by 13, which is bad. They're just not, Yeah. they're not looking good right now. And now they're saying they have to fly to London. So they were saying... This could They're be, used to that, though. So that's exactly what these uh, guys I were listening to earlier were saying about, like, if you're going to bet on the Eagles or Jaguars, they were saying this could be bad for Jacksonville because it's a long trip together. And they were basically saying, like, when things aren't going well, the last thing you want to do is be with people for, like, a long time. And the fact that they have to fly to London, at least they're flying from the East Coast, too, not the West Coast. It'd be even longer. But still, it's a long flight nonetheless. But, like they said, they are used to it. They play in London every year. So they are used to this so maybe it'll feel like a second home there and maybe they will win but they're playing another team that is needs a win also in the Philadelphia Eagles that just blew a late game to the Panthers so that'll be an interesting game I think that's is that another 630 start I think so yep so you'll have to get up early to watch that shit show Mm -hmm. which was almost the Super Bowl last year yeah I think uh, the Jaguars have had too many problems too many injuries I think they talk too much too with their uh, offensive their skill players uh, Fournette got hurt, came back, but it was still hurt. And I think the team is really frustrated with him because uh, they don't think he's he's hurt. Like, they think he's ready to go, but he doesn't. So there's something weird going on. They traded for uh, Carlos Hyde. Yeah. And then, but they still have Fournette. And it's, they used a high pick on him. I think they, I don't know what's going on with that. So Yeah, because you can't really have Fournette and Hyde. I mean, those are both starting quarterbacks. So, quarterbacks. Running backs, yeah. I'm sorry. So it was a weird move. Kind of a desperate move. But like you said about the Giants, their, their division is also terrible. I think the Texans are 4-3 are and three leading that division. So Jacksonville's still right there. Yeah, not a, not a very good division. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, we'll see. They got a, so it's still a long season left. Still a little bit more than a... More a little bit more than halfway to go. Yeah, I'm thinking next week we should do like a, a little power rankings, maybe. Yeah, Just kind of go over the little, yeah, top teams. I think it, that'll be after that'll be eight weeks. I feel like we did a lot more power ranking football stuff when we had Carter around, but because Carter's a really yeah. big football guy. But rest in peace. <laughs> but Stuck uh, in that movie theater. But uh, what was that? Oh yeah, so I heard uh this recently that so the biggest game of the season coming up in a couple weeks. It's a Monday night football game. Oh, yeah. And it's the Kansas City Chiefs versus the L.A. Rams. And the thing that's unfortunate is that game should have been in L.A., but it's in Mexico. It'll be laser pointers. It's like going to be. It's just time. It's just unfortunate that here's literally by far the best game of the season. And it gets to be in Mexico. It's not even the United States. Hey, why not? It's no, going to no, be on TV. I, I get that, but they get. I wasn't going to that lucky. game anyways. They're, they're lucky they get that game. We deserve that game. Yeah. But uh, anyway, my Trump, point. Trump will stop it. He'll. <laughs> yeah. You guys are coming back. Raising tariffs until they call the game. But the reason I bring that up is because apparently, like, they already have over-unders out and spreads out for, you know, games despite injuries happening. 
Like you can bet on these games like early, early in the year. Anyway, the over-under for that game is supposedly 63.5, which is very, very high for the NFL. You hardly see NFL games beyond like 52, 53, but that's 63.5, and honestly, I don't see how it goes under. I mean, I just think the Chiefs... My concern was that they're they're both too good of offenses, and they'll go on long drives. My concern is it's in Mexico. (laughs) My concern is outside the stadium, you're going to be hearing gunshots, and people are going to be selling organs. (laughs) Yeah, you can't play with that going on. If that game was in it's L.A. Mexico at the Coliseum City. in a big L.A. town, I think that What's game... What's the difference, right? Score, scores over. Okay, yeah, maybe actually with, with where that stadium is. But anyway, that'll be, a, that'll be a game to mark your calendar. I believe it's November. I'm going to wing this out of my ass, but I want to say November like... Nine... Okay. <laughs> November nine. No, I think it's like... Let me just give the fans really well, quick. Well, if you're day. a football fan, you're not going to like let this one pass you by, I don't think. so. November 19th. So 19th. I, there was a 9 in there. Yeah, you yeah. were almost there. 5.15 start in Mexico. Is that Mexico time? or? I think Mexico Pacific. time is our time, isn't it? It's a big country. They have. Well, uh, I, I think, think the, mountain time. Well, yeah, I, I think the, some of it's like two Mexico hours City ahead. is like... Below Texas, I believe. Well, those the, are also just rumors. In the latitude-longitude scale. <laughs> those are just rumors. <laughs> Maybe it's below New Mexico. I don't know. I don't have a map in front of it's me. It's a thousand miles south of Albuquerque. I've only been to the Baja Ledge. I have never been to any part of it. Yeah. I've only been to Mexico by boat. That's uh, the best yeah. way to do well, it. Well, yeah, I wouldn't go any other way. <laughs> you could fly, right? Do they have airports? Oh, I don't know. We don't know. Andy. I've never been. Oh, there's a question of the night. Mexico, do you have airports? Yeah. Well, uh, I think, I mean, I don't really have, is that, or I mean, do we want to try to throw out a, a sports pick? We no, haven't we, done that we, in a while. Uh, we didn't plan for this. We didn't, but I mean, so I, didn't, I, mean I guess so you haven't I really need, looked. I don't have, a, I don't have a, a pick. Yeah, I don't know if we want to go well, on you, a win. If you want to send us off on one, I like to be a little more confident in my picks, because my picks have done well this year. Have they? He's got a yeah. rep to protect. Yeah. All right, well, yeah, maybe we'll uh, hold off on that, but maybe for sure next week when yeah, we're actually... Yeah, teaser action. We kind of got a... But nothing's stopping you out there from putting a little money Oh, in. yeah, everybody's putting some money down. Because we actually didn't even know we were doing this podcast tonight until about an hour ago, so yeah. we didn't really prepare. Yeah, Dodgers. We, like, we wing it a decent amount anyway, but tonight was even more so winged than usual. Yeah. But we're having pumpkin beers and we're having fun. I usually fun. have a three-page script and none of that tonight. Yeah. All right, well, should we, uh, should we wrap this one up? It's been, been quite a quite an eventful pod of sport i believe it's been wrapped all right well you've been listening to episode 81 of the tony's take podcast episode sport you know what we're talking about we've got tony Katz. yes we do we've got off-road andy he just he did a cat kiss with his nose to the mic weird as shit Um, well okay yeah Good thing, yeah, well, I don't even know. All right, you've been listening. Make sure you hit that subscribe button. Tell your friends, and uh, check out our entertainment pod. See you later.